are listening to Chugga Talk with Ryan Murphy, a podcast by Pull Across Made Simple. Hello friends, this episode is brought to you by Saucy Farm. Located in Wiggins, Mississippi, they're the premier Australian stock horse stud in North America. Proudly standing are Ballandown Zorro, Hayden Satellite, and Stonebrook Finno. Ballandown Zorro has fresh cooled semen with a live full guarantee. Hayden Satellite and Stonebrook Finno have a limited supply of frozen semen. Ballandown Zorro offspring have proven time and time again that athleticism, endurance, speed, and intelligence are just a few of the qualities his offspring possess on their way to close to 200 best playing pony awards. Zorro offspring are also exceptional in hunter jumper and eventing discipline. Hayden Satellite comes from the famous Hayden Horse Stud in Australia and is currently proving himself on the polo cross field. Satellite offspring were awarded best playing horse in international test matches in 2019 and his offspring have now started to make a name for themselves in the jumping arena. Stonebrook Finno is the premier sire in Australia for polo cross. Saucy Farm is near and dear to my heart. By purchasing our two stallions two years ago, Karen and Charles have carried on the legacy of my family and the hard work that my mother put into bringing the Australian stock horses to the United States for the sport of polo cross. All four of my horses are a result of that breeding program, and you just can't go wrong. Saucy Farm and Australian stock horses, a breed for every need. You can find them on Facebook or call 228-263-0930. Hi, I'm Kat Liner, and I'm the proud owner of two Zorro babies, Keystone Playmate, who's 14, and Zuma, who is 5, as well as one satellite baby, Keystone Radiant Star, Aru, who just turned 8. My family bought Playmate and ruined directly as a fresh 6-year-old in 2012 as a horse for me to develop and to progress to 8 grade, and we are so lucky to have Aru born on the farm the same year. Playmate picked up on polo cross so quickly and has been my main playing horse since 2013, carrying me from local and national tournaments to international tours and exchanges. What never ceases to amaze me about her is the intense love she has for the game. Before each lineup, everyone around or on the field can see how excited she is for the ball to be thrown. Additionally, her athleticism and power, despite her petite stature, blow me away each time I'm able to meet a once turn in the 30 or avoid pressure in the midfield. This trend of passion and athletic ability is also seen in Zuma, who continues to impress at our club practices and at the Sugarloaf Play Day held in July. While she is still figuring out each aspect of the game, we have high hopes that she will live up to the impressive offspring in the Zoro bloodline. Rue, a direct cross with Playmate and Hayden Satellite, was broken and started with Dory Johnson before we bought her back to begin her polo cross career in 2017. In fact, the first tournament she played was alongside her sire and it was amazing to see the similarities between the two of them. Since then, her temperament and power have made her a favorite of my teammates to play and ride at practices and on the farm. There is no question about the success of these incredible studs for producing machines on the field and I look forward to seeing the development of these lines in the future. I'm so happy that the Saucies are continuing the work of Marilyn Murphy in promoting the Australian stock horse, which is truly the breed for every need. On this episode of Chugga Talk, you'll meet Stefan Harris, a top young South African player. Along with special co-host Richard Chappell, we discuss playing in all four Land Rover high goals, as well as the 2017 victory against Australia at Morgan Park, for what many would say is the best polo cross ever played. We discuss his international travel, preparing horses for the 2023 World Cup in South Africa, and much more. Later in the interview, we are Zoom bombed from a secret guest who challenges Stefan on several things. Here on Chugga Talk, the goal is to shrink the polo cross world by connecting people together, and most importantly, to provide education by interviewing players from all over the world. So listen closely and enjoy. Dude. Hello. How's it going? Good, man. How are you doing? Where are you? Uh, do you have enough power for video? Are you, do you have a hamster in the back? Okay. <laughs> hey. Hey, baby. How's it going? That's my wife, Ryan. <laughs> what time is bedtime usually? Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. I've drafted an in, him in for the interview, though, because I thought we'd better get someone on more step IQ level. Um, so we got well. <laughs> I'll definitely put that at the start of the podcast. What are the things they can agree on, do you think? 
They don't know who their father is. Um, <laughs> probably the first place he'd go. Then oh, doesn't know how to wipe his butt. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good night. See you, Jenny. Bye. Thanks for keeping Bye. Richard alive. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, wait for it. It's gonna kick up in a minute. Uh oh, here we go. He's been waiting two minutes. Keep him waiting. Oh, here we go. I bet you he's got some kind of cunning filter that he's put on so oh, he can yeah. look younger or something stupid like that. He hasn't worked out the camera. It's like the first time in his life he's not worked out the camera. Uh, <laughs> How are you guys going? Good. Uh, nice to meet you. Yeah, I haven't met you before, Ryan. Good to meet you. Thanks for having me on Yeah. This is great. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, yeah. Stefan so, meets uh, Ryan. Ryan meets Stefan. <laughs> yeah. This isn't Richard's first uh, rodeo here. He knows he's been doing this a little while. Yeah, I've been worried when I got told Richard was helping host this. Why? I'm a nice yeah. guy. We thought you need a handler, though. So. Yeah, but you had to choose Chapel, though, of all people. <laughs> You're welcome. How's everything going? What's a normal Friday night like for you? Uh, normally out, but it's yeah, it's raining here in Joburg. So take it, take an easy one. Just at home watching a bit of the rugby, but yeah, otherwise, normally probably be out and about with everyone. Richard hasn't been out and about in a while. Yeah, he lives in Zambia. There's not much to do there. There's heaps to do here, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, which I, I feel as though you could probably understand. I think the reason you're not going out, Steph, is because quite embarrassed about the fact. It doesn't seem you can grow a moustache. Is, is that what you're saying? Yeah, I have to dye it, Chapel. I have to dye it. Yeah, I think so, buddy, because it's like it's there, but it looks like soap will take that off. It's a little caterpillar, man. It's working. Caterpillar, whatever. There's so much to talk about. I just want people to know who you are. You have a tremendous family, the Harrises, sort of a legendary father, brother who, sure, has made you a better player, but I'm sure you've had a lot of fun playing with my sister who plays. Did you play in all four of the high goals? Yeah, oh. I've played in every, every single one of them. Many would say that's probably the, the best pole across in the world, especially as the years have gone on. You were ranked third in the pole across 365 under 25 rankings that Lucy Grills put together. You're a young, exciting player. Damon says you're a pretty good one when you're not showing off. <laughs> <laughs> as every three would say about day one. Yeah, I'm a three, so I know how he feels. So tell me <laughs> what it was like growing up and playing because I know there was a transition from Zimbabwe to Durban. So what was that like for you? What, what, how old were you when that happened? Yeah, no, well, growing up, obviously being the youngest by quite a bit and Dom's is six years older than me, my sister four years older. And obviously being a, a family sport that I've been playing polo cross, you know, my dad's dad and so on and so forth. So it's just something I grew into. Started obviously playing in the PV division in Zim because I was, I think I was about six or five, five or six years old. And then ended up moving to South Africa when I was eight or nine. I think it was, yeah, I moved when I was nine. So I didn't really get going. Then when we were in South Africa, I didn't play for about two or three years. I actually wasn't interested at all. My brother and sister carried on playing. My dad was trying to get me to play, but I, was just, I was, wasn't interested. And then I started again when I was 12. That was my first tournament back. You know, obviously, since leaving Zim and being in South Africa, I was 12. Um, yeah, and then ever since then, I just haven't stopped and love it. So were you big into rugby? At that age, before you got um, back in the pool? Yes, yeah, I was quite into my cricket and rugby at school. Um, so school sport um, had me busy. Whereas so our weekends, I didn't really want to go out to polo cross and all that. And obviously, threw up the move and everything like that. And making new friends and fitting in and all of that, you know. So I, was, I had a good time doing what I was doing. Um, so yeah, I didn't really have much interest at all in polo cross for those first two or three years in the move in South Africa. And then, yeah, jumped on the bandwagon a bit late. But yeah, glad that I did because, yeah, I haven't looked back since. So how quickly from, let's see, you were 12 then, how quickly did you get into the A grade? How quick was that? Um, I think my first, my first A grade tournament was when I was playing for Nyati, um, Nyati B side in the bottom of A division. Um, I was playing with you know, Natalie McClarty, who now the youngest thing, must have been 15, playing in A division, getting a fat hiding every weekend, being obviously the Nyati B side, but our handicap total was high enough to qualify for the bottom of A division. Yeah, So we got a hiding every weekend, but uh, that's probably best for... You as a player, is, that's where you learn, you know. Get a good hiding when you're young and you learn and adapt to that. And, you know, it's probably 15 years old. Oh, that's great. That says a lot what you said right there. It looks like Richard just left the dark dungeon. Now he's in the bedroom. He found yeah. lights in Zambia. Chicka bow, chicka bow, wow. Don't take us in there, dude. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to my cave. No, the boy's going down. He starts to make noise just now. So I had to move away. His head's yeah. on a swivel. He doesn't We know who the boss is there. Yeah. 
Yeah, we were actually going to draft them in for the interview, Steph. We were talking about it before we brought them in. We were worried that Ryan and I's IQ was a little high for this, so we brought Will in, but that is his bedtime and he had to have his milk. I don't think I've, I don't think I've met I don't think I've met your kid, Chapel. No, and I don't think you should. What? <laughs> <laughs> Someone's going to met... lead him down the right path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if I could pick anyone, obviously, uh, it wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Um, have you met your nephew yet? No, I'm meeting him on Tuesday. Dums and Nick's are flying in on Tuesday. Um, and they have for about two or three weeks, which is exciting. So I get to meet him yeah, next week. Oh, This is very good because I feel as though, you know, your life is obviously, you've been led astray. You've lived a, a, an alcoholic <laughs> lifestyle. And I think it's, <laughs> it, takes a, <laughs> it takes a time to bring you back onto the straight and narrow, you see. I feel. Yeah, I think well, I'm hoping. I'm hoping, Jack... Um, you know, put some perspective into my life a bit and hopefully things change a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, definitely. I mean, I think, what is he? He was five weeks premature, wasn't he? Mm. Yeah, and I think his legs are already longer than yours. He's <laughs> <laughs> probably got more hair than me as well. <laughs> it did. <laughs> it's got, not only the ass. <laughs> so, Ryan, yeah. you should probably know there's a few myths uh, that, that surround uh, Stefan. Uh, one of them is confusing as to, we've all seen, a lot of people have seen, how ridiculously hairy Stefan's butt is. Devil doesn't like that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that backfired. First high goal was 2016, and then you were part of the South African team that beat Australia. So talk to us about that. What was that like? That for me is obviously the highlight of my polo cross career so far. Um, I was, I just, the year before 2016, I just come out of the under 21 series against Australia in South Africa. So to go from that to, you know, the full men's side the following year was a big jump. Obviously also my first, my first men's team, you know, like playing in the, the proper full side. And obviously in Australia on, you know, their horses never been beaten before. Um, so it was a, a huge jump for me. And yeah, I loved every bit of it. Learned a lot from the players I played with and against. Yeah, just a, a huge eye-opener. I would say that series, the quality of play, back-to-back -back men's, chuckers, men's versus men's, is probably the best. That's in the high goal, some of the high goal finals. And that, yeah, I couldn't really, you know, tell you which game was tougher. Obviously, the more at stake, obviously, playing against Australia. Um, but the quality of play and how hard it was, was yeah, up there. I don't think whatever, you know, the players that we had and the players that they had were top class. So it was yeah, very good polo cross and obviously just happy to be part of it and learn from it and yeah, grow as a player. What position were you playing and who were you playing with mostly? I, I played as a one. I played in both sections. So when I was a one, I played with uh, Yanni Steen, Company Retief. And then when I filled in as a two, it was in between the other section, in between Graham and Travis. Playing between Yanni and uh, Retief, how was your Afrikaans? <laughs> <laughs> no, I learned quick because obviously no Australians, not, no, no Afrikaans. So all our training, our camps and that leading up to the tour was just all in Afrikaans playing on the field. So yeah, I know my Afrikaans improved heavily, but yeah, I know it was good. And then yeah, I got to play with both sections, which was fun. So yeah, I was happy overall. And came as an impact player. At the starting was Ati at, at the one with Yanni and Retief. Um, and then obviously Graham, Travis and Nico in the other section. And then I, I filled in when Ati sat at the one and then filled in the end in the middle, which was good. As a two or a one, were there some moments in the lineup that you can remember where they were being a bit cheeky and you had to do certain things or? No, well, as a one, I think I lined up quite a bit against um, Trent Mortimer. Not really a catcher of the ball. The clear, the typical Australian clears. So and that that's obviously suited me a bit. Um, but then yeah, I, I, we prepped for it. We knew what was we expected and what was coming. So yeah, we're just you know adapt, adapting to who you're playing against and just knowing what your job is. Yeah, no, I was saying I saw some pictures that came out of that. So this was the the major tour. We actually listened to this because obviously they put it all on that. Uh, they were live streaming it on that or the, the commentary, whatever it was. And we were listening to some of the crowd, and some of it got a little fired up at times. And there were some picks that came out as well. Steph, you had a massive, you had, a, you had quite a beating down the side of your ribs. What, talk us through that one. Yeah, I know. Obviously, it was a very physical game. Players from both parties, South Africa and Australia, were getting stuck into each other a bit. Um, as you can imagine, a lot at stake, you know, huge crowd. And so, yeah, it, it got a bit, a bit um, rough and tough at times. Myself and Trent Collins got into each other a bit, which is actually funny enough. And I went to Australia last year and played four Tansy with them. So we had a good laugh about it. Um, but yeah, obviously everything left on the field. But yeah, no, it was cool. definitely definitely rough. And but as you know, that's how it should be done. You know, once it's, the game's over, yeah, then it's left on the field. You know, nothing carried on over afterwards and all of that. You know. Were there any great umpires like like Chaps, 
keeping control of it or did they just let you play? Just a death match. Uh, we had Paddy O'Sullivan umpiring us. So and then they had Colin Parkinson. Oh, he's um, good, yeah. Um, but no, they they did the best they could to try control the everyone because, um, like I said, it was heated in the crowd. Obviously, played a big part to how Australia reacted. You know, because they had a lot of support there. So yeah, no, it was they did the best they could. So nothing more I can really say about that. We find as Americans that when we umpire, we're a little bit too tight. We actually call the rules, and it pisses everyone off. When in <laughs> fact, we sh- they should let people play a little bit more. We're trying to get a little bit tougher in that regard. Raul uh, definitely talks about that all the time. Robbie as well, just that we were soft. So I don't know if that affects how you, I don't know, your opinion on the field when you see an American umpire. But what do you think, chaps? You were an umpire. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. There's certain things you let fly. There's certain things you just can't. So I think it's better to stick to the rules, especially at the beginning of a game. If you start letting things slide a bit, then jeepers. Okay, so for example, at the World Cup at the final, there was one or two things I let slide, but I quickly saw things like going south pretty damn fast, and you've got to start getting close. And obviously, in between suckers, you've got guys coming at you all the time, time, and all this sort of thing. So some tricks being tried by at the back of the lineup by the Aussies that were quite good fun on Yanni. Okay. Yanni comes at you with these puppy eyes, and he say, "Did you not see that?" Sometimes I think um, tight is better. <laughs> well, we're very yeah. tight here in the States. Like looking ahead to the South African World Cup 2023, your yeah. horsepower is getting better and better every high goal every year. You know, the South Africans never want to be second fiddle in any regard. The Aussies brought it with, with better horse quality in the last World Cup. Your horse quality is getting better. So what do you think is going to happen now that there's been this back and forth, Australia's taking it back, but but I don't know. What do you think is going to happen in the next World Cup? Oh, well, obviously every every country rocks up there hoping to win. You know, I mean, no one goes there through all the effort and time and training to not have the hopes of winning at least. You know, um, so yeah, we'll give it our all. It's obviously, a big bonus hosting a World Cup just purely because of the horses. You know them. You're they're your kind of horses. Um, for example, our South African horses and Australian horses are obviously very different in the way they are. So it just yeah, it just depends, eh? Um, but obviously, it's always nice knowing the horse you're playing, especially when it's at stake for a World Cup, whether it's a final, you know, whatever, group stage, doesn't matter. If you know the horse and you just have that, you know, that little bit of advantage to start off with. Um, and it's good, yeah, we, we, obviously the South Africans, every country is better on their own horses. The Australians are, are really good on their own horses. The South Africans are at their best on their own horses. You know, that's just how it is. So it's a big, like, almost, it's exciting and it's an advantage for us. So hopefully we can, you know, bring the trophy back. Right. Yeah, that's right. yeah so. Are you gunning for that team? I'm sure you will be, but are you going to gun for that? No, I'm, I'm going all out for it. I'm really hoping to make this one. Didn't make the last one. So, yeah, obviously that's obviously my goal is to make a World Cup side and obviously to play here in South in front of, you know, home crowd and all friends and family and on your own horses. Yeah, it would... No, obviously that's what I want to do. In your hometown. No. Yeah, yes. hometown. Yeah. And, and if you are going to devil's advocate a little here, pick a team. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that on this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's let just pick your your dream men's team. Six players unranked. Who? What five players would you want to most play with from all over the world if you could choose? But you can just pick an African side. You don't have to feel as though you, you don't feel as though you have to pick us. <laughs> <laughs> We're goaltending so this game. I must pick five players, a dream side, but no South Africans. No, no, no. They 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 can be all South Africans. Or if you wanted to pick someone else from around the world that you would want to play with. No, well, obviously I'm going to pick South Africans. You know, I'm a <laughs> South African. Um, I would love to play with my brother. I've done it. I've done it a few hard goals. I played against him at a hard goal as well. Obviously, it's always nice playing with dumbs. But no, I definitely would want to pick my South African teammates. Whoever that may be. Um, you know, I'm not going to say <laughs> it on there. Okay, <laughs> it's tough. Oh my god, that was such a cop out, Stefan. Just pick. Go on. Okay. Okay, okay, you can't. Okay, let's do it this way. You can't pick South Africans. Pick your t- pick players from around the world. Ooh, I don't think he'll do that. No, definitely. No, he will. He will. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just pick my mates. I'll just take Bowmore, Damien Harris, Jared Richardson. <laughs> yeah, and I'll we'll throw in Chapel there. We'll have a good. That'll be a fun tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm an awesome water boy. It's interesting <laughs> that you said Jared though. <laughs> no, we're good mates, eh? We have been for a while. How many times yeah. has he been over to South Africa? <laughs> He's been here for the World Cup in 2015, but then otherwise, I, I went to I went to Australia last year for six months, and then I also jumped over to New Zealand for for two weeks. So that's where I saw him both occasions in Australia and in New Zealand. Awesome. So yeah, good mates. Yeah, it's been it's been fun. 
Where did you stay in, in Australia? Uh, I started off for the first two months. I stayed at the Grills's, uh, Sarah and Charlie Grills, with obviously Jim and Lucy there. And there was Matt Davison, Byron Davison, a few other workers there helping, um, which was good. I learned a lot. I learned, I learned how to feed hay, let me tell you that in my words. <laughs> Fucking hell. And then, um, <laughs> and then my second two months, I went to the Hayfees, Justin and Lyndall Hayfee. I really recommend that. That was, that was really good fun. I was there for two months on my last, my last two months in Australia. Yeah, I learned a lot there from breaking horses to handling foals, mustering cows. And I, did, I did it all there. It was good fun. My life flashed from my eyes a few times, but all, all good fun. Is that the video where you're um, Superman? Is no, that, that was there? In, yeah. No, that, no, no, that was in New Zealand at Bo Moores. Um, when I had to, I had to leave Australia for two weeks for visa purposes. So I jumped over to New Zealand for two weeks. Yeah, Bo, Bo Moore hosted me. It was good fun. Yeah, he put me in a Batman and Superman outfit, myself and Tower. Yeah, we rode, some, we rode some bucking broncos and put us in a ring with a an angry young heifer bull that wanted to run over us. And whoever jumped on the rail first lost. And that was, yeah, it was good fun. I've talked to you about Africans coming to America, Raul especially. When he first came, he didn't know how to put a polo wrap on. He didn't know how to do anything. You know, there's this talk about multi-horse. We, you know, we, we should have five horses, yada, yada. But we don't have grooms in these other countries. What, what was it like taking care of your own horse? And Oh, no. Jim and them will vouch for this. When I first rocked up there, then um, we went to Ballarat for the tournament. He fetched me from the airport, took me there. I obviously knew how to put a saddle and bridle on. I mean, everyone knows I do that. But <laughs> I put the, they call, it a, they call it a ball boot. Um, call it a coronet, same thing. I put that upside down. I, no, I didn't know how to do anything. I didn't know how to do <laughs> See, I know they laughed, but yeah, they learned quick. And then, yep. yeah, thanks to them, now I know how to do all of that, which is good. Yeah, that's great. So you can inspect your gear and, you know, tell someone when they're doing it wrong. Tell your groom. Yeah, no, now I, now I can, but yeah. <laughs> what do you still know how to do that? Have you forgotten it? No, no, no. I only do it. I don't need the groom, but I do it myself. Nice. I just, you know, I just I know can, I do it properly. So mm, I think I'd probably trust you. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, a lot of these Australians that they're on the team, that won, I think all of them have been in the high goal, right? At least one or most? Yes, all of them have. Jim, yep. Lance. Uh, Abbott, no, Abbott hasn't. Abbott hasn't played a high goal in South Africa, I don't think. No, he hasn't. So there's no regret in allowing them into your country now? <laughs> no, uh, it's really leveled the playing field. I mean, they've had to adapt to your style. Yes, yeah, and they have, and that's, uh, it showed at the World Cup. They they did the passing game, and they, you know, they, they dominated. So, they, them playing in a few high goals, obviously, they've, they've learned, our, uh, learned the ways of, you know, using the ball more, and it worked for them. So, congratulations to them. But, yeah, they... You know, you go way back in history... The international rules, they allowed the overarm for the Africans to give them an advantage. That was, I don't even know when that happened. Um, I don't think I was born. There's a more racket forward game, even Australia now. So there's just been such a huge African influence over there, which is great. And your horsepower is getting better. Do you have any good stories of any other tours? But no, I think that's that's what makes Polo Cross so special is all these opportunities you have and people that you meet. And uh, there's always a good time. Yeah, no, I think definitely... Um... Throughout my travels, like I went, I went to America that one year with Dums to play in Braxton and Rule, and had a premier exhibition game, yeah, which was good. So I you know there's obviously there's stories from everywhere and memories and friends you make and that, but the fun ones aren't really allowed to be spoken about. So you know, yeah, yeah, I get it. No, that, no worries. Yep, this is a clean podcast, especially with Richard. Yeah. Richard, do you have anything that's like maybe funny, but you know, not over the line? <laughs> oh God, you got the wrong co-host. Um, <laughs> I got, I've got an, actually, I've got quite an important question, actually. Who is, in your opinion, because it's, it's, it's actually talked about quite a lot in, in the Polocross fraternity, um, as to who do you think the ugliest Harris is? <laughs> Are you asking me this all, right? No, I'm asking you, of course I'm asking you. <laughs> Are you asking me? Yeah. <laughs> well, I've been told by everyone in Australia, they said, um, well, Camilla's the, the prettiest Harris. Damon's the best polygraph player, and I'm just useless. <laughs> 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 so yeah, I'll say I'm the shittest Harris. Eh? No, I mean, there's, there's obviously there's the shittest Harris. We all know that to you. That's obvious. But I, I wouldn't have said you. The question is, who's the ugliest? I mean, uh, okay. Because <laughs> I think we can all agree it's Damien. But, um... <laughs> hey, it's not fair if he can't defend himself, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I do these things because he can't defend himself. No, it's just, it's interesting because I, obviously, you know, everyone aspires, you know, you see Henry Harris, Henry's, uh, he was a coach for the Zambia team and he's, he's a man of myth and legend in the Polo Cross fraternity. Work out my way how I could become a Harris. And, and then obviously I saw Camilla. <laughs> oh, wow. 
Turns out, obviously, she was completely out of my league. How many uh, horses do you currently have for yourself right now? Are you being required to put together 16 horses like in the previous World Cup? Yeah, so currently at the moment I've got six, five playing ones and one three-year-old who will be playing in about two years' time, I'd say. But obviously, to be eligible for the World Cup, you've got to have horses, you know? So you can't just make the team and then next thing say, okay, well, now I've got to look for horses. You know, you've got to... Before the team selected, I think there will be a pool of horses. You have to, you know, present your your string of horses, however many there may be. But obviously, you'll get told to have 16. So you got to start, you know, getting your string together early. You can't just do it a year before. It takes time to get horses because obviously you want every horse out of your 16 to be playable. You know, you don't want to have eight good horses and then eight horses that you literally cannot ride. Because then, you know, if you draw that, if that's what horse you draw, you expect it to ride if you put it in. So getting a string of horses together is obviously... The plan, and then hopefully making the team. Yeah. Do you have to reach out to friends across the, the country to to get to that the number that you think you'll need? I mean, that, that yeah, sounds well, pretty I, tough. Yeah. Well, at the moment we've we've had a few horses coming in. My dad, my dad's helping me a bit, and his past year or two we've just got three more horses. So we'll be getting there, and then obviously if you would have to, you know, reach out to people who who obviously aren't putting the name forward or anything like that and to try you know, for your numbers up. But obviously still bearing in mind that it's obviously quite a decent decent horse, you know. I'm sure you would have to reach out to friends and, you know, and ask for help, but yeah. Do you, do you think they'll bring horses <laughs> down from Zimbabwe and Zambia? No. Because no. of quarantine, no, they won't do that. Oh, okay. um, it would help. It would help a lot because obviously some good horses in both countries. Um, but, you know, that's, it's been spoken of. But I don't, I don't see that happening because of quarantine. And I, I really don't see that ever happening. They're bringing all those three nations together to pull all the horses from those three countries, because there's some pretty damn good horse flesh in Zim. There's some pretty good stuff yeah. here too. Um, yeah. That'll be, be pretty epic. Yeah, I know. It would, it would be amazing to get, you know, the top string horses in Zim, top string horses in Zambia, Safka, and make a World Cup out of those horses. That would be unbelievable, but I just don't see it happening. You could host it in Mauritius. <laughs> <laughs> when, uh, when Steph makes millions from his modeling career, I reckon you make it happen. We could have a World Cup paracross on a beach in Mauritius. What do you reckon? <laughs> I think I'm just going to go to Mauritius because my mum's chapel, you know, invited. <laughs> so has uh kamala talked about trying out no camilla is not interested in polo cross to be honest she's she's flat out um interested in polo and she's doing really well in polo mm. i don't i honestly don't see her playing again um she might play at a tournament or two a year whether that's a high goal or their the local tournament down in cape town called the cape classic mm. but you know i've started to film she's not she's not really interested and she's because she's doing so well in polo and you know it's, a, it's quite a big quite a big thing down there she plays for Valdivy Polo Club there and it's you know, so that's what she does and it happens pretty much all year round almost so she's happy doing that so I don't see her changing no do you think that she'll throw she and Yanni will throw a few horses your way or got a string oh, as well well I don't know I think they've got to worry about themselves whether Yanni and Retief you know oh, yeah. eligible for the World Cup I think all horses would go that direction okay. might get a one and one or two from my sister that she owns but that would be like Mission Impossible, almost, I'd say. Uh, okay. Yeah, and no, I was going to say because I credit the guys to Yanni. Do you reckon he'll? So he's going to go for the next World Cup. I have no idea. I haven't spoken to him about it. Uh, I, would, I would hope he does. I mean, he is an unbelievable player. So South Africa needs him. I mean, we've seen what he we've seen how good he is and what he's done for you know at World Cups and all that over the years. So yeah, South Africa needs him. Hopefully, he does put his name forward. Um, but I'm I'm not too sure what his plan is. Because he's he's playing a lot of polo at the moment as well, isn't he? Yes, yeah, sure, I know the the polo season in Valdivy has started. It's in full full swing at the moment. So I mean, they every weekend playing polo. My sister as well. Yeah, so they flat out into polo at the moment. And obviously, because of COVID, we didn't get any tournaments in at all with polo cross this year. So. Yeah, it's just been all focused from Polo from their side for the year, I reckon. Yeah, I see Camilla doing quite a bit of uh, Polo from her Instagram. Stop stalking, Jeff, you creep. <laughs> I, no, it's not that. I, I, I'm yeah. interested in uh, my face being moisturised. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 the Lumi Spa. Uh, we should probably say if it's a... Sponsored by Lumi Spa, this podcast, and, and, well, and Herbalife. it should be sponsored by Her- Herbalife. I've, I've been involved with a lot of network marketing companies, so I, I you know, give you a lot of kudos for, for doing that. But yeah, what's it like? I don't want to get into mine, but I've done some. But yeah, so what's it like, the distributor thing? Yeah, so I obviously, just I joined Herbalife in about July, um, just as a side income off my phone. It's quite something I'm into, which is health and nutrition and that. So it was, it's not like I'm going out of my way doing it. So yeah, it's just... You know, I've seen what it's done, how it's changed Camilla's life. So, you know, it's a bit of motivation there. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes. But is that is that a, a telescope behind your head? Is that for looking at names? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is. 
It is a, it is a it telescope is. behind my head. <laughs> That's cool. Whose house uh, do you overlook? In which case? <laughs> it's in a state of chronic fire. It's covered by walls and all that. So no, I've got no... This is just here for decor. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can imagine when you bring the ladies home. Yeah, this is my telescope. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your uh, workout regimen? I mean, I think that's probably an advantage of yours for being a, a good player, but... Yeah, tell me about that. That's two different fit type of trainings and fitness, to be honest. You know, being gym fit and looking good in the gym and all that's got nothing to do with polocross. You know, it's, come, it's two completely different ball games. You can be gym fit and look good, but then ride a horse and, you you know, you're unfit. It's completely different. So I don't train, you know, necessarily like that for polocross. That's just for the summer season, pretty much I do. During season of actual polycross, I don't. I'm not really that much involved in it anyway. You know, because like I said, it's different. So yeah, it's not like I have a specific thing I do for polycross at all. No. Because Damien talked about doing a lot of running and a lot of endurance stuff. Because if you, uh, like you said, you could be gym fit, but you might not have the endurance, and you might pull a muscle. Do you find when you're prepping for polycross, do you do a lot of stretching, and is oh, that a big part of it? Polycross is just quite a bit of cardio you know because when you when you're playing and it's, it's a quite a heated game for example your heart rate's up and that's when your mistakes happen so you got to train at that level to be able to perform at that level you know so that's where the running and the cardio comes in during season because if you can concentrate and focus on what you're doing at a high heart rate when you're tired it will help lessen your mistakes and if you don't then when you are tired you know then things will happen that obviously you don't intend to but yeah I find people accusing you of skipping leg day ever <laughs> 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 well, no, if you go through Stefan's Facebook photos, try and find, there's all this like eight pack <laughs> down in front of them. <laughs> with his legs in the shot, tricky. There was one once, but he was in a pool. So it's kind of, yeah, worked on me. The... <laughs> <laughs> I'll change that this is him for you, right, Chapel? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, be careful. I'm also been going to the gym, Stefan. No, I'm a CrossFitter now. Oh, no, we've lost you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Damien said he had to drag you up the hills for that you know, the elephant challenge. The elephant yeah. challenge. Yeah, no. Damien's like a jack in the box when he does that thing. He just runs like that. Boy is nuts. I just, I just, yeah. I just take credit for what Damien does. A bit like Damien's done to my <laughs> Everyone needs a muse, right? So you're his when during the elephant challenge. Oh yeah. I mean, you've seen Damien's buttocks. I mean, it does help motivate you up a hill. <laughs> I think Chapel's just the source of entertainment for the day. That's pretty much Chapel's <laughs> job in life. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. My wife says the same thing. Hmm. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, you're punching. Who's coming on? Who's joining? Huh. Someone's joining. I've never oh. been hacked on a Zoom. Are we getting before. Zoom bombed? I reckon we might be. Can you hear me? Uh-oh. Hey. Oh, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we need. Uh, Why are you wearing a South African jersey? You you look better in the Zambian one. Put your I'll, put your video on, Damien. I'll change it. No, I I just thought that um, <laughs> Chaps has said a lot of derogatory things about you, and I just wanted you to uh, correct him. Oh, he that's said, standard. He doesn't agree that you're the second best looking Harris. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. Well, I have said nothing but lovely things. Otherwise, he's going to. My health insurance, and we'll be up Shit Creek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be careful, Chapel. Oh, look at this. So this is this is what happens. You can't let uh, Steph do things on his own. So obviously, he comes in and helps his little brother. Yeah. Not only do that, he has to in his face by wearing his best player cap. Look at that. Ooh. Oh, so I did that on purpose because I knew Chapel was going to pull that up, so everyone can remember that I got a player of the match of the World Cup. Jennifer, where's my tray? So I thought I'd bring uh, Damien on here. The Zoom bomb. What? Why did you get a tray? That's a very good question. I'd like to take this moment to raise this point to the Australian <laughs> Protocol Committee. <laughs> was that for the second best umpire again? <laughs> no, I was third at the last one, apparently. And that was, that was actually ranked by so, they, uh, Who was it ranked by? My mum. <laughs> are they hoping to put you the out queen. to pasture? They're, they're saying, please, never come back. So they gave you that. <laughs> to... Have a tray. <laughs> <laughs> Especially after they saw Chapel being the first person to fall off in the World Cup and he's the umpire. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that never happened. Prove it. <laughs> There's video evidence, mate. <laughs> Actually, you don't see me fall off. Uh, you see the horse <laughs> running away. <laughs> <laughs> With a checkered shirt on the floor. Ooh. Well, take us back. What happened? So, yeah, we were... We, we were warming up for the, this was in the 2015 World Cup. 
we were warming up to play against America and Richard was umpiring the game before us. Our Zami Army, which is quite well known, was already in the stands ready to support us and they had taken over one of the stands. It just so happened that Richard fell off right in front of the Zami Army and we heard this massive roar of laughter and clapping. And when we looked over, Chapel was on the floor. Uh, so yeah, he was the first person to fall off at the World Cup and that was our umpire. Oh, one of the best, one of the best <laughs> trivia questions you can ever put into a Protocross quiz. <laughs> Yes. Uh, what player was first banished from the UK, sent to <laughs> Africa? Yeah, that could also be one of the, the quiz questions, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another one, which is the angriest, angriest polygrass player in the world? Oh, no, let's go. Shut up, Jennifer. <laughs> Chapel takes <the> <laughs> <laughs> Does he whine a lot on the field? Oh, Dude, don't get me started. <laughs> Me? Are you, are you saying that I whine on the Protocus field? No, 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 it's not true. <laughs> well, <clears throat> Damien did say how he scolded you, Steph, for that goal. Did you hear the podcast so you can defend I did. Yeah, I did. I listened to it. A lot of shit coming out of Damien's mouth. <laughs> how often does that happen where you uh, embarrass him or upset him? Embarrass him. Um, Constantly. <laughs> I mean, look at that slug on your face. <laughs> Maybe Jennifer can be bigger than yours, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, wish you, I wouldn't go facial hair, Damien. Uh, yeah. Your beard doesn't meet. <laughs> it's called Firebreaks, okay? <laughs> it's called inbreeding, son. <laughs> <laughs> Talking uh, about hair, Chapel, where's yours gone? I'm a back. I haven't lost it. <laughs> okay, still there. <laughs> How's the conversation gone so far? What have you been chatting about? Oh, we have to oh, cut most of it out. Now. Yeah, we have to cut no, it line, it's gone downhill. To be honest with you, Dubs, actually, you'd be pretty proud of Steph. He's actually been very PC. Uh, uh, we were a little disappointed, uh, but he's been very... <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's talk about some of the things he wouldn't talk about. He wouldn't list his dream South African team because he would leave people out, but that's yeah. understandable. Uh, but you were, you were on his first uh, non-African team, right? Or no? Or would he not? Yeah. Better be. No, if I wasn't uh, picking the South Africans, I'd definitely have my brother there. Yeah, okay. All right. That's respect. And, and the big bow more, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, deadly. What else? I, I think you've, yeah, you've been great, Steph. Very thoughtful in your answers. We talked about the big South African win over the Australians in 2017. He's yeah. been in all four high goals. Were you on his team for all of them or some of them? The high goals? No, I've played with Dan. No, two high goals, that's it, together. Hmm. No, three. I've played against three. you once, yeah. Oh, you yeah, the year land. that we beat you. Yes, yeah, yeah, I remember that. He marked me yeah. off for jacket. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and took, off the, took the ball off you a couple of times. You didn't in the, do in shit, the right. You just dictated me all day. The reason I remember that is because the ones that I did take it off you, as I stopped and turned, I just got <laughs> elbow in the ribs because I'd beaten you. <laughs> no, you didn't, man. Don't come with your cock. Oh, okay. Right. You're getting old, yeah. Yes, you report back to years ago. Right. Do you know what you've done now? You've actually just created a family counseling session. This is what's happening now. Well, I tried to get I tried to get Kamala on, but she uh, she didn't respond. So she must be yeah, out. She, she must be she out. Me. She doesn't want to sit around with a bunch of old creepy uncles like you and me, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was an uncle now. I watch out. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. <laughs> is that a new? That's a good, that's a good thing. Is that a new chat up? Mate, I'm gonna take 500 photos with Jack. That's my new pickup line. <laughs> oh, I'm saying, seeing yeah. Stefan in a couple of days, so we're gonna put that pickup line to the test because we're gonna go out for a, a drink and with Jack. And yeah, Stefan work his magic and teach Jack a thing or two. <laughs> you know, I'm definitely yeah, going all, to. All so, jokes aside. Works better to get a to get a lady to pay attention than a than a baby in a pram. I tell you that. It's that or puppies or and this is a hell of an unknown. Funerals. 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 A good one. Funerals and other, All right, Wolf that, <laughs> The other one is obviously is to have a telescope in your bedroom. That's also really good. The chicks really good. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I have to ask, uh, who would last longer in a beep test uh, when you're both fit? I'm not talking to you. <laughs> Steph. Steph, man, I'd clean the side cuff, man. Really? Yeah, okay. I'm not even going to compete with Steph on it when it comes to fitness. <laughs> okay. I don't know if you've seen even, this. Even for like long distance muscles. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, I think Steph still wins that one. <laughs> All right. So no pull up or push up contest. So yeah. 
Would you both be the point on a crocodile race, or would would you be the base? I'm I'm either normally the base or the last one, because I'm I'm like light, so I can either be at the end or I'm gonna hold in the front. That's but Dums and I definitely always play together. We're the champions of America. We won't we won't let that down. Not competing against short. anyone. <laughs> Everyone's short here. Everyone's short. We made the African side. We had, I think we had Raul on our side, um, being the only African in America. Um, yeah, no, it was good fun. You must have felt like was... giants around Raul, Robbie, <laughs> Braxton. <laughs> <laughs> we it must have been the most spectacular crocodile race ever. <laughs> it must have been like a Christmas trip for uh, Willy Wonka's factory. <laughs> All these little people running around. <laughs> Sorry, we can't. Yeah, we can't. Uh, yeah, that that makes uh, sense. That's all right. Was, this is a respectful was, yeah. podcast. I, although sure I, I could put on, I could just say explicit lyrics. This could be the first one. <laughs> I'm surprised the Greg and Sophie one wasn't to be fair, but yeah, that was getting a little kinky towards the end there. But with the wine, <laughs> Greg and Sophie, yeah. that one went on for about four hours, five hours. I don't yeah. know, it was too long. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. We kind of did a look forward to the 2023 World Cup. I know we yeah. talked about it. Dumbs. I don't know. Let's say you put Zambia versus. South Africa. Yeah. Did you play each other in the last World Cup? Uh, we played in the semifinal. Oh, the semifinal. Where were your vulnerabilities and where, where do you think you can improve? I mean, I, I guess you're not, um, you don't have to call anyone out, but. Yeah, we definitely struggled in this last World Cup. So we weren't a team on form. To be honest, we were quite lucky to get to the semifinal. So it was always going to be a tough one against SA. No, to be honest, they weren't playing their best either. Yeah, like it's quite a hard to point out areas without <laughs> pointing out people. Um, <laughs> So, <laughs> so, I'm not, I don't really want to get into it, but um, no, you're gonna yeah, have just, younger. As a whole, yeah, you're gonna have a younger team in the next one. So yeah, so uh, the next one will be interesting. Um, uh, <laughs> I think Chapel's indicating that. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I'm in the process of CrossFit, and I'm getting my body rebuilt by a chiropractor. <laughs> but to carry That's water, take a lot of rebuilding. Yeah, to carry yeah. water, you don't need to do all that. Just work, do just bicep curls. Yeah, you're right. Bicep curls. Don't get them from the shop, right, Sam? <laughs> yeah, but the next one will probably be a young team. I'm not too sure. I can't speak on behalf of the older players who seem to have retired. They went to pasture young. You look at Gavin Cocker. And they, they went out to pasture young, a lot of these players. Life takes um, over. Absolutely. We'll, we'll see you know, who puts their name forward for the next one. Most likely it'll be a young, youngish team. Hmm. If, if Chapel's in there, we'll probably have three youngsters and then a granddad, so... We'll bring up the average age. Yeah, but with his, <laughs> no, doesn't he have paperwork that says he's not allowed to be around children? <laughs> well, that he should do. So are you going to pick the younger players, or are you going to pick him? You've got a big decision to make. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> the younger players. <laughs> that, ruling, that ruling was overturned, by the way. It was never confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> Steph has six horses, so. What are your top two, Steph? What are your top two horses? My best horse is called Cigarette. High goal, She's, top pony, yep. Yeah, she actually won the Golden Pony at the High Goal last year. She's very good. Probably the best horse I've ever played, to be honest. Um, she's still young. I've got a, it's, what's nice is I've got a young string, which is exciting, obviously, because they're all up and coming, you know, and some that are, I think my oldest horse is about 12. Her name's Twiggy, so my top two at the moment would be, you know, probably Cigarette and Twiggy. The people back in South Africa will know those two because I'm always on them. It's called Cigarette. Cigarette, yeah. But I just like to call it Cigarette. Righto. <laughs> no. <laughs> so are, they, are some horses just naturally better at certain positions or are you training them different ways? I mean, when you say you have six horses, that's like, that's like being a polo patron where I'm from. That's a big deal to be able to have that many. I mean, do you... Have them train differently or I don't know. Oh, there, there's some horses that obviously when you train as a youngster that you can feel which, which position would suit them, you know. I mean, I've got a youngster that would probably only play three, to be honest. So no, yeah, that, That's my horse. Yeah, you see, I knew he was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, if Dums had to come play a few tournaments, so he would obviously, you know, play her because it's suited for him and suited for that position. You, you, get, you get a feel of them when they're young and what positions you, you think would suit them. Obviously, me playing... If I had to play international, it would obviously probably only be at one. Um, if not at two, I'd never play three at international level. So yeah, to get all the horses for me to be able to play, you know, one that can play two would is obviously the goal. Your preferred position would be one. Mine, yes. So that basically puts you up against Graham McClarty. So here's another testing question: Have you have you played? Do you play against uh, Graham a lot? No, we actually play together. He's actually playing my three at club level, but I have played against him. 
Um, obviously, at one, whether it's a high goal or, but yeah, it's not a high goal. We, I mean, we play in the same club, so I don't actually play against him often at all. But yeah, no, he is the player. Is he's unbelievable. So yeah, we'll see. You know, we, competition is competition is good. I mean, brings a better out of everyone. We have a super valuable thing here in the states. It's uh, Paul Johnson, and he keeps stats. So as he's keeping the scoreboard going, he's saying you should have picked up that ball. He includes what you should have done even. And he keeps stats on missed pickups, possession of goal percentage, and all that. So you can really see what's going on out there, who's missing goals and things like that. Um, I definitely think when you miss a goal, it's a big deal, right? That's no, as a one, if you miss as a one, if you miss a goal, you've had a, in my opinion, a shit game. You should never miss a goal as a one. That's your number one job is to every time you get the board has to go through the post. That's what you get told. That's what you got to do. So yeah, if you miss a goal, it's a big deal. Is there a punishment that you've created for that? No, I was just saying, we've got, I've got somebody here who does that when I play Pride Across as well. Um, I, but I call it a mother. So, yeah. <laughs> when you miss it, does she spank you? Whoa. <laughs> she spanks me. <laughs> Whoa. So what's, what's the three equivalent of missing a goal? Um, missing out the back. Missing out the back clean. Yeah. Under no yeah. About the back. What about a two? Two's a Getting tough. in the way. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you were doing so well. Yeah. <laughs> no, when you were talking about playing against Damien, he took you out, right? He got in your way, so he was doing the right thing. <clears throat> got in your way. <laughs> he, he'll live. He'll never let that down. <laughs> it's happened once. Uh, it's happened more than once. Uh, relax, um, relax. <laughs> This is why it's better we play together now. So I have the privilege of playing with these two uh, mullets, actually. And oh, the, yes, yeah. yeah. Was, there, was there a charity box. tournament? Was there a charity oh, tournament for kids that can't yeah, read good? I them after the ones and <laughs> yeah, they so were Chap- yeah, So Chapel was our veteran in the team because each team had to have a veteran. Hold the phone, you freaking old man. <laughs> See what you're saying. He was a South African. <laughs> he was. <laughs> so Chapel, we actually secretly you were our veteran, but we just didn't tell you. Well played, well played, yeah. And I didn't work it out, so uh, yeah, good on you. Thanks for that. <laughs> we didn't think you would. Speaking of a family dynamic, let's say the whole family, everyone's together. Who would? Who's the one that's maybe too obtuse that needs to talk less? And who's who's who gets quiet around the family? Who gets quiet, or is everyone equally trying to get the stage? With my dad, I have to yell to get the room and that's how I grew up <laughs> right my sister's more quiet I had to basically be a learn to be a clown to get the center of attention all the time we don't really have anyone at home but when it comes to Palacross you know, if my dad could talk less to myself and Steph that would be amazing <laughs> <laughs> we get a thousand instructions before a chucker um, he's done it a hundred times so he's got to tell us how to do it but he's, <laughs> it's all good though so he's a very cerebral player. He's always thinking things through. And yeah, yeah. He, if we have, a, if I have a tournament in Zambia, a low-key one where it's a fun tournament, he'll phone me on Monday and ask for a rundown, chucker by chucker from game one. <laughs> it's unreal. Like <laughs> he wants to know Monday everything. How, <laughs> yeah, how this egg played. How did you play? How did the horse go? It is good though. <laughs> Does he yell at you when you're playing, trying to give you instructions? I know I can't hear people when, when I'm playing. Not all the time, sometimes. <laughs> we, we do have the odd argument between Steph, myself, and my dad. Yeah, he doesn't yell at us while we're playing too much. Who does he seem to favor? Is he a little lighter on Steph? Oh, Damien. Oh, Steph's the golden child. <laughs> oh, so it's usually the younger one, but it's the older one here? No, no, no Steph gets... All the no, no, no. Chapel Felinia as the as the outsider. As the umpire. <laughs> oh, God. As much as I hate to agree with Stefan, it's obviously, I think, I, I, he's right. I think it is. <laughs> you, you are the golden child. And 100%. Are... They never, ever fight, argue. It's like Damon's like the Prince of Persia. It's ridiculous. Because <laughs> I, yeah. I got a cooler head than yours, Chap. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, this is getting good. I appreciate you guys being open about that. <laughs> we should probably <laughs> dial in Hen- uh, Henry as well. Let's get, let's get Higgins on the line. No, 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 we're going to have arguments here. I've already <laughs> asked. <laughs> no, we're, we'll cut out the gay bar thing, but this was pretty good. I won't cut this out. This was this was friendly. <laughs> this is regular fa- friendly. We know Chaps has a tattoo. What is that a tattoo on your arm? That one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> A good pickup that one. <clears throat> it's actually it's to do with a trip that I did to Cape Town in, uh, about five six years ago. Uh, <laughs> in <laughs> I'm not talking about it. You can't talk about it in front of Jenny. 
Was that trip to Mavericks? I'm boys? angry about it. <laughs> I'm angry about it. I'm going to raise it here. Greg and Sophie are supposed to have the same tattoo and they haven't had theirs done. So, you know. Ooh. Hopefully, I make the, the next World Cup side and to play against Damien would be, would be quite a fun thing. Yeah. That would yeah. be interesting. Yeah. That would be very cool. I think Steph's got a good chance. Um, so, you know, I think this is it's going to happen. Yeah, I can't wait to play, uh, play against you guys at the World Cup either, actually. It's going to be interesting. Um, just trying to get Congo to qualify for the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh. We've got a very good team. We've got one bundle too. <laughs> good. No, there's a lot of good stuff out of this. Steph, you're the you're the first under twenty five player that I've had on the podcast. So that's thanks for having me. It's been fun. Thanks, man. Pretty big deal. Trying to get you know, getting your perspective and I can definitely tell how committed you are and how passionate you are about South African polo cross. You won't even name a side because you don't want to leave anyone out. But a lot of respect. <laughs> what, Richard? <laughs> oh, Richard asked the tough questions. Thanks for your time oh, and uh thanks for having me. It's been fun. Well thanks guys. Thanks, Richard. You're welcome. Always. You guys have a great weekend. Thanks, Ryan. You yes, too, thanks, Ryan. All right. Thanks, Cheers, Ryan. Be safe. Cheers, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode. I hope that through all the laughter, you are able to extract the gems of what it takes to be a top player. You must travel and be willing to take your beatings. You must be physically fit. It also doesn't hurt to have a loving, supportive family by your side. Cheers to Stefan and Damien for being good sports and digging deep during the family counseling session. Are you a Polacross related business? Chuck Talk has a truly global audience. To learn more about advertising here, email me at ryan at polacrossmadesimple.com. Space is limited. Here on Chuck Talk, we appreciate your feedback. Have you enjoyed the show? Do you have questions or comments? Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. For a chance to be featured on the show, leave a voicemail by finding the send voicemail sidebar button on polacrossmadesimple.com. For more Polacross coaching, go to polacrossmadesimple.com. You'll find ebooks on how to become a great player and even on how to become a great coach. Find me on Facebook and Instagram. Until next time, have a good one.